Hello, sippers. Get ready for the set podcast where we sip, eat, talk, the ultimate blend of flavors and conversations. I'm Gina, your host, culinary enthusiast, and spirited conversationalist. Each episode, we'll explore diverse topics, share laughs, and savor the moment with special guests. Sip on insights, eat up knowledge, and join the conversation. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Sip Eat Talk Podcast. Subscribe now for a journey that's as delicious as it is insightful. Let's sip, eat, and talk together. Thank you for joining. It is our first episode. I'm glad you're here. If you are part of this community, then you are officially called a sipper. So welcome to all my sippers out there. One of the reasons I decided to start this podcast, because I am a lover of all things good conversation. Mix that with a good drink and something to eat on. And it is magic waiting to happen. And I am here to spread that magic. So thank you for joining the journey. You can find the audio podcast on Spotify, Apple Music. We'll be sure to share all those different links. You can also follow our YouTube channel, visuals for the podcast. I love to cook. So you'll find recipes, you'll find drink recipes. If you're not a drinker, that's okay because you'll find some mocktail recipes as well. And I vlog, sip, eat, talk. If you follow me on Instagram at I am Gina Gibson, I love to sip, eat, talk. And let you know where Waldo is in the world because I love to travel and love to try new things. And so you'll get some of that as well. So make sure you subscribe and follow along. But let's get started. Let's dive into it. We're going to have a great episode today. But I want to share with you first what I am sipping on. And so if you know me, I love me a good dry red wine. I am partial to cabs and to Ziffindels. The Josh Cabernet is one of my favorites. It's my go-to. So I am sipping on some Josh Cabernet. Cheers to all my sippers out there, whether you're drinking your tea, your coffee, your favorite energy drink or mocktail. Cheers along with me, sippers. I'm glad to have you here. I am obsessed with this cheese right now. Absolutely love it. From Great Midwest is the Ghost Pepper cheddar cheese it has cheddar cheese jalapeno habanero and ghost pepper in it i love something spicy highly recommend if you go over to our youtube channel i will have a link for where you can pick that up it is super good super delicious let's get into it one of the segments i'm most looking forward to in the podcast is something called the generational sip but we're just going to refer to it as the gen sip and as a gen xer I thought it was really important to connect with the other uh, generations behind me, specifically the millennials and the Gen Zers. I'm happy to welcome my guests today who are going to be regular co-hosts for the Gen Sip. Say what's up to my millennial, my village sister, Natasha, and what's up to Kennedy Ray, my village niece. Say hello, ladies. Hello. Well, you know how we do here today. I'm sipping on some Josh Cabernet. What are you ladies sipping on today? I'm sipping on coffee because it's finals week. Oh, that's right. Good luck with your finals. Uh, and what are you sipping on, Miss Kennedy Ray? I'm sipping on my champagne. You know, I say so lovely. <laughs> I love it. So cheers, lady, to the first gen sip. Cheers, you cheers. guys. Yes, yes, yes. All right, let's get into it. And so I wanted to dive right in because I thought it was really important for me. You know, I've worked in college access for years and the millennials and the Gen Zers have been my target audience. But truth be told, they really have been some of my best 
teachers because I feel like I would probably be a bit static <laughs> if I didn't have you guys in my life, keeping me young, keeping me up on things, challenging my views and my perspectives. And so I think the Gen Sip is great to just bring us all together to break down some of these stereotypes and these communication barriers. And so I want to get into it because, of course, you know me, I'm a researcher at heart, so I had to do that good, good research. And I saw millennials are often described as tech savvy, socially conscious, and open-minded. But on the other end, Natasha, they've been described as having an emphasis on extrinsic values such as money, fame, and image. Natasha, tell me how you feel about those descriptions. I think most of them are accurate. I think we're just, I, I call us a little bit of both generation. We are tech savvy. We are forward thinking. We're open. We're flexible, but we do value, you know, structure, having our money together, our career together, our life together. So we're like that, a little bit of everything generation. So for sure, I would say fairly accurate, fairly okay. accurate. Okay, I like it. All right, Miss Kennedy, I Gen Z, they call y'all the privileged generation. <laughs> but I did some research and it says that you guys are tech wizards, hyper connected. And I think they were referring to social media, technology, all those good things. And described, it also said the child with a hustle generation, right? Which I liked. But also on the other end, they described you guys as wanting to be rewarded quickly unable to handle face-to-face -face interactions and a very short attention span talk to me kennedy how are you feeling about those descriptions i don't know some of them i agree with when it comes down to social media i do feel like we uh we do rely on social media a lot more than the other generations do uh, okay like i said TikTok is kind of like my google nowadays <laughs> i would definitely say that even though we rely on social media and stuff we're still i wouldn't call us privilege I okay privilege it's just you know society has changed and everything has evolved so we'll get into all that of course all right, all right i'm feeling it now for the gen xers we have been uh labeled as the forgotten middle child <laughs> skeptical and a bit cynical uh well i think they definitely got the last part right because i definitely have been guilty of being a cynical person, but I'm doing better in my older age. Aren't I, Natasha? Aren't I? Fabulous. Absolutely. All right. So I feel like if if we're going to dive into it, I do feel like it. this is definitely some good stuff. But I also feel like our, the generations can be misunderstood as well. So I'm going to start with you, Kennedy. How do you feel like the Gen Zers can be misunderstood? I feel like with... Our generation, I do agree with kind of like being rewarded quickly in a sense, but I feel like because we were raised by Gen Xers who were easily able to, you know, get a job, they're buying houses, they're getting married, everything just happened so fast for them. So we kind of admire that in a sense. But Always I blaming the parents. Mm -hmm. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. So like now that the society has pretty much it's gotten more difficult. Mm -hmm. We've been more reliant on doing things ourselves. So meaning taking the entrepreneurship route, which I feel like a lot of my generation have their own businesses and, you know, just making their own money. And that's right. Do you feel like it's because you guys had to when it comes to the entrepreneurship? 
honestly, I feel like the economy and everything, it's just so difficult this day and age to even get a good paying job. Like regardless of whether you're going to school, graduating okay. college, regardless of whatever it is. But I feel like we really did have to, honestly. I like this. I, I thank you for doing that because I would, I think that a lot of Gen Xers and probably boomers too, right? Cause some, you know, some Gen Gen Zers have boomers for parents, and likewise with millennials. I would, I, I do think that we have deemed you guys the privileged and spoiled. So I'm really shocked to hear like about the job market. And for those of you who don't know, Kennedy is graduated from college close to two years ago, right? Yeah, that's good for me to see that or hear that because I always thought the entrepreneurship thing was heavily influenced by social media. That was kind of the take. That I took that, I mean, people could just start Instagram pages, buy a cricket, you know, and have a business, you and know, I, tomorrow or make some food up in their kitchen. And because of social media, folk buying it the next day. And so I thought I, I, I would have, I probably gave a lot more to that. So that that's a nice perspective to hear that, to open up uh, about being misunderstood. Yeah. And because of social media, because it has such a big impact on our generation, it's very easy for you to become like an influencer and stuff just by sharing okay. little things in your daily life and stuff. You can make right, money. Right, right. That. So when you see people just going on social media, which is stuff that we do every day, just creating content and people are making money going Forbes list and just that's all. <laughs> right, right. Talk right, to right. you, Natasha. How do you feel that the millennials are misunderstood? I would say one of the biggest misconceptions about millennials is that we are inflexible, but I don't think that's true. I think that we, um, we are like very purpose driven, although we like structure and although we like our stability, I think that the one, um, I think key like characteristic about us is that we are purpose driven living. And so that, that manifests in different ways. Either we, you know, we're not afraid to stand up to corporate structures or, you know, the jobs or organizations that we're already in or, okay. you know, my millennial friends, they just completely, you know, quit their jobs and start a new career. I did, you know, um, you know, so right. some of like, you know, the, I mean, some of my friends told me you're absolutely out of your mind, you know, because they still adopt that. Got to play it safe. Got to keep your job. Got to keep going up the ladder. But I think that um, what's key about our generation is that we're purpose driven, driven um, like in our living, you know, it's like, we're willing to abandon um, the status quo, the norm to, you know, follow our dreams and live like our most authentic life. So we're not as like dated yeah. or <laughs> stiff or callous as people uh, might, um, might see us as, and we're tuned in. I think sometimes like when I talk to my um, niece, who's 11 or like even my younger brother, who's like 28, he's like on the Gen Z um, millennial line. Like they're actually surprised about how much stuff we know. We are tapped in. We are trendy. We know the TikTok songs. Well, we know. You know it's interesting that you say that, Natasha, because I feel like, and I give a lot of credit to my god. Shout out to my goddaughter who is a millennial because she really, really helped stretch me and push me forward. I mean, oh man. Charlie, you know, you used to dog me sometimes in some areas. Like, Gigi, why are you still doing that? Why, why are you still you? Why are you still using PowerPoint? Why are you still you? Like, she just had me feeling like I was so archaic. <laughs> and even just having conversations, because I do feel like that about the millennials. Some of the millennials I'm close to, some of my village 
nieces and nephews that are uh, millennials and some of my mentees, I feel like you can tell the ones that are kind of raised by uh, boomers, right? I feel like there's definitely a difference in there somewhere because I feel like there's a group of you, Natasha, like you said, that are open, switching, changing, like you can't plan to be in these jobs for more than five years, but then there's a group of you all that are like, we've got to stay here, we have to do this, and I feel like the millennials on the opposite end of that have helped catapult me, right? And in, mm-hmm. in, in coming away from that, like you don't have to do this all your life because I will say for the Gen Xers, I, which I am a little sad to say, cause I, I see it in my own environment. I think it's hard for us to transition. I think mm-hmm. a lot of us have stayed in places and stayed in jobs and not really got out of comfort zones, you know, um, because of all these different things that the millennials and the Gen Zers have been exposed to. So I feel like I'm a lot of who I am watching you. It's very inspiring. It's very inspiring. It's also like, oh my God, is this reckless? Is Am I being reckless right now? Because my friends would probably be like, you're one of the most reckless people we know, <laughs> but I, I definitely have been um, inspired by it. And so Kennedy, I want to get back to you because we want to have purpose like we have fun we love to laugh but what is a way that we can start to break down these stereotypes between the generations and kind of up our communication practices better as far as just like you talking to like your mom or your aunties or if you have a manager that's a gen xer or a millennial and you know because we can kind of make those little sarcastic comments like oh god you want everything so quick like how do we start to break down those stereotypes I would say the biggest thing, of course, is just being receptive and just understanding that times literally have changed. Like, you can't just be stuck in your own ways. Like, things literally have evolved. Like, right. I when I was brought up, like, you know, internet was just coming about for real. Like, social media was probably when I was, like, 13, maybe 11, 11. 11-ish, that's when Instagram came out. Oh my God, did you say 11-ish? I'm not sure what to do with that right now. Okay, I'm going to stay present. So like, you know, just technology has pretty much shaped. But honestly, I think it just depends on who you talk to. Like my mom uh, knows like, you know, just being like Annie and stuff, like having grandkids and stuff who are even Z, but we not the same Gen Z. You know what I'm saying? Like they're kids and stuff like I get that. I wasn't like that. So I feel like I get that a face-to-face and stuff, interaction kind of comes in. But I think the biggest thing is just being, like, receptive and just, like, understanding that things literally have evolved. It's not the same way as how it was back in the day. Not trying to call you old, but... Mm, I like it. Put some respect on it. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> how about you, Natasha? Any Any thoughts on how we can start to kind of break down those stereotypes and kind of... Because I think we could be judgy, right? towards one uh, another sometimes i think so and i think it's because we don't interact with each other enough and i know sometimes like you may experience you know relationships with um you know other generation or generations outside of you maybe like in the workspace and they may not always be the best or they may just not be like right. you know relationships but i think a solution is um joining communities and being part of communities that has a mix of everything because even now mm-hmm. like you know i'm a I'm 36, but most of my classmates are like in their mid-20s or younger. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, they don't really ask me, you know, how old I am, because I don't really think I look that. I think I'm (laughs) young. But, you know, I still learn from them. And I I actually like 
randomly bringing friends with them. Um, and another woman on Facebook, she was like, hey, if I had a group where it was a, a bunch of, um, you know, women who were like 60 plus that wanted, you know, to talk about love, you know, marriage, life, you know, would you join? And I said, absolutely, because they have so much wisdom. So I think like even for me here in Atlanta, there's so many interest based communities. And so there's a good mix of ages in these different um, age based communities. So I think that's a good right. way to get out learn from the young younger people, be open to them. And you can genuinely be friends with younger people as well as older people and getting that wisdom and having friendship there in communities. Right. You know what I think contributes to it? And I want to, I want to take up for my people for a minute. Right. I think what happens, unfortunately, especially if you're a parent, because you have to remember, like I'm a village auntie, I'm a non-parent. And so I don't have the same thought process as parents, but I can see, I'm thinking about when I was coming up, my mom didn't sit around with me and my friends and hang out with us. You know what I mean? Like at a certain age, we've evolved now. She's one of my best friends, but you know, I'm a lot, lot older. And so I think what happens to us, I think, especially when it's that parental age, different thing, and people have children in that age bracket, they start to feel like they're with their children or vibing with their children. So I guess we have to give a little bit more grace, right. And help people get comfortable because I think that is what, happens with some people like that's like they might they might kids age they're my children's age i've heard that so many times but i'm like yeah but they're kind of dope though they're kind of dope if you really just take a minute and listen and because i'm not listening with that ear does that make sense right yes yeah i think people generally like to stay in their bubble especially as they get older so if you're a mom you want to be with moms if you go to this church you want to go to this church if you're in the sorority you want to you know hang with your line sisters or people that are like Mm -hmm. you know so I think that the like a good way to kind of get out of that is to be a part of interest-based communities. It just gives you exposure to different people, to people who are not a part of your bubble. And sometimes it is uncomfortable because you feel like, wow, she's so young. Like, you know, some of my uh, relationships in school, I was like, okay, she's 20 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what I learned from that was that we have so much in common. We're still talking right. about, you know... If we're if we're we're not having kids till we get married, oh no, he you know he doesn't understand what it's like to date a woman who you know you know has goals and dreams. There's a lot of commonalities mm-hmm. between, and you only right. can learn interacting. That's a good point. That's a good point. Ladies, I'm getting so excited. This is just the beginning, but I feel really great about where the Gen Sip segment is going to go. And so I look forward to us coming together and sharing. I am believing that we're going to bring a whole lot of uh, people together in this segment. And so uh, I'm going to put it over to you, Kennedy. I want to know, what are you looking forward to as we move in these segments? What are you looking forward to talking about? You already know what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to just our expectations and like just the differences in dating. And Ooh, you know how that gets down. So it's okay. like I'm an expert. I'm an expert. I got decades in. <laughs> well, it'll be really good to kind of see like our different expectations, especially like over the generations. Like I know I'm Gen Z, but Auntie Gina, you know I'd be agreeing with some stuff. I know K- Kennedy right. We be here, girl. We be here. So that's what I'm most excited about. Okay. How about you, Natasha? Uh, I think something similar, like what came to my head first was like just what it means to be a woman and like the expectations on you. Like I'm right at this point where it's like, okay, do you have a kids? Do you have a this? But I think societal expectations, I think what it means to be a woman, what it means to be successful, I think is a big one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, vision is something I love talking about. What is that for everybody? I love it. Yeah. yeah. I think it looks much different across um, generations. So 
definitely yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to getting the guys in here. I can't wait to get the oh, Gen no. Xer and the Gen Zer and the millennial the guys in here. That's gonna be a lot of fun because Mars and Venus is a very real thing, and we definitely don't yeah. always think the same. Sometimes we do, but I'm definitely looking forward to that. But for this first round of the Gen Sip, I have enjoyed it. I've absolutely loved it. I know that the segment is gonna be full of laughs and a lot of good information, a lot of share. We're going to break down a lot of barriers. But until next time, Kennedy and Natasha, I'm saying cheers to you both on a job well done. Thank you. Yes. You know that I love you. See you next time. I can't believe it. There you have it. The first episode is done. Thank you to my sippers for joining me. Thank you to Natasha and Kennedy, my guests, my segment co-hosts. We are about to go on the greatest ride. And I hope that you guys will tune in. Remember, life is too short for bad vibes and bad drinks, so keep sipping, keep chatting, and always remember, life's a journey, but it's better with a sip and chat. Until next time. Thank you, Sippers, for joining the Sip Podcast, where we sip, eat, talk. If you've enjoyed our flavorful conversations, don't miss out on future episodes. Subscribe now and follow us on Instagram at YouTube at Sip, Eat, Talk Podcast. Let's continue to sip, eat, and talk together. Until next time, cheers.